What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamers Guy Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Thursday morning here as I'm kind of wrapping up a group session and rolling into some of our coaching for the day. Uh, this is a podcast. We've touched on something similar before, and a lot of these, you guys, some of these will be, you know, rehashing things or maybe saying them in a different way or giving you one or two, you know, differentiating tips that you can take with you and apply. Uh, so today's podcast is three quick tips for hard gainers, which I'll get into in a second. Um, I could do a million podcasts today. This one just happened to be on the docket just because this week alone, uh, has not went as smooth as a lot of other weeks in my life. And I think you guys will probably find that uh, yourself where oftentimes, uh, you know, you wake up one day and two or three things kind of come out of the blue out of nowhere, cause you some problems, headaches, anxiety, some stress, and uh, you just have to make the best with it. And like I always say, you know, we can't control, you know, what happens in, in our life, but um, how we react to those things that we can control and the attitude we have towards it. And, it, and it's okay uh, to complain and bitch, you know, for about 30 to 90 seconds. I, I give everybody that to let you vent and get it out, rationalize it, and then find a solution. And uh, I tend not to, as I get older, to spend so much time dwelling on shit that I can't change. Or as my old boss used to say, you know, control your controllables. Uh, although I'm not sure that is a real word. Um, he would say that. And it's true. Um, we can't, you know, dwell on the past because it basically robs us of, of the present. And I truly do believe that. I mean, this week alone, you guys, for me, uh, you know, getting sick, feeling under the weather, which we're, which never happens other than when we're doing some extreme stuff. Uh, it's, it's basically just your body breaking down um, from work, from training, from a shooting schedule, from travel and everything. And so being sick, I'm the worst at being sick. First of all, I just, I hate it. I can't stand it. It's not my favorite thing. Um, women are much tougher than dudes. I can say that there's no way I could ever like, you know, have a kid because, you know, when I have a sinus infection, I want to blow my fucking brains out. So there's no way I could have been a female. So much respect to you guys out there. So it's like that goes on, you know, uh, I'm there, my, I'm washing clothes at my house, my dryer, you know, goes down. Uh, so I don't have a dryer. So I actually have to find a laundromat and go dry my clothes there, which actually is rather inconvenient when you're used to like me, I don't iron clothes. Uh, basically I throw them in the dryer and that becomes my quote unquote iron. So I have that going on. My air conditioning stops working. So we call a guy to fix that. They come replace my washer and dryer. Uh, and then some of the drip hoses start to leak and it's like two or three things at work go wrong. Um, it just kind of snowballs into stuff. And, he, and while that said, we've talked about this on a podcast before about luxury problems. Yeah, that stuff sucks and it's annoying and it, it causes me, you know, it slows down progress. It puts me behind on different projects. But at the end of the day, those are all luxury problems. I'm very blessed, you know, to be able to have health insurance, uh, you know, to be able to go to, you know, the Minute Clinic really quick, you know, get on antibiotics, uh, to be able to pay for a brand new washer and dryer and get it delivered and they haul my old ones away, being able to fix my air conditioning, being having a team here at Jeremy Scott Fitness uh, to help me solve these logistical problems that we run into this week. And that's like anything in life, you guys. So again, if you guys are going through some shit right now and stuff is kind of bumpy or rocky or you had, you know, four problems come your way this week or you got punched in the face and then you got kicked while you were down, um, I feel you. Um, and it happens to all of us in all aspects. But if you really step back from it, if you ask yourself, you know, will this problem matter, you know, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, and odds are it probably won't. Um, but we tend to go down the, you know, negative rationale in our brain and we become overwhelmed uh, when things are thrown at us from all different directions. But I promise you, um, it too will pass for sure. So that's my rant today of me, uh, my, you know, cathartic moment of being annoyed by 14 minor problems, essentially, if you will, a couple bigger ones, but uh, such is life. So with that said, 
I'm going to dig into three quick tips, uh, you know, kind of for hard gainers here. Um, and to all my, you know, hard gainers, mostly my dudes out there, but women as well. If you guys are looking to, you know, build muscle, uh, whether it be, you know, build better glutes, hamstrings, shoulders, whatever your thing is. And obviously my dudes out there, because every dude wants to be big and jacked together, which obviously is, is very, very, very rough to do. Um, for all you hard gainers who are listening out there, it, when this applies to you, um, I feel your pain. Uh, I sincerely do on that. I was once exactly where you guys are right now, probably worse off, if you will. Um, when I stopped playing sports uh, for that brief window in between there when I was kind of in like, what the fuck do I do now phase, um, I became skinny fat, you know, um, but I would also train like a maniac. Um, I was eat as much as I thought I could trying just to pack on, you know, a little mass. And at that point, you know, when I'm playing college sports, I'm probably 165 to 170 pounds soaking wet and not for lack of eating, but it's just, you know, in terms of basketball, especially guys, it is, it's such an aerobic activity. You're running, you're jumping, you're cutting, you're moving dynamically. It is the essence of interval training at the highest level. So you load a practice schedule on top of that. And then obviously, you know, in college, I'm not eating, you know, the best, if you will. So that's probably me, like a buck seventy. And all at that time, all I wanted to be was like 185 pounds, but in ripped though. I don't want to be a sloppy 185. I wanted to be 185 and shredded. You know, and week after week, you know, I would step on the scale almost, you know, to the point of where I do it every other day. That's why I think the scale is a terrible metric, and it it's a frustrating thing, especially when it's not moving the way you want it to move, and it makes you feel discouraged, even though you are making a shit ton of progress you're only measuring a progress by that one exam and that exam is the scale. So I would lose a pound, gain two pounds, lose two pounds, gain a pound. And that cycle was like this maddening repetitive thing. And it continued for many months. Um, and you know, and for all my efforts in the gym and the kitchen, I would fall short month after month until I started focused on like these three things that helped me elevate from, you know, 165 pound, you know, skinny fat kid to the dude talking on this podcast today, who's probably about 215 to 225, give or take, you know, lean, strong. Um, and I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. Um, now, it took me years of doing everything wrong before I, you know, did almost anything right. So that's why I feel like I'm qualified to share some of these tips with you guys to hopefully, you know, accelerate your gains so you can get the results that you want in far less time. So I guess the first one would be, and you guys already know this is coming, you have to eat real food. Uh, you just do, especially my younger guys out there or people who are you know, spending a, a bunch of money on supplements. And I'm not saying there aren't supplements that, that don't work. There's a bunch of them that are amazing. There's some that I take every single day, 365, no matter what. Some I take twice a day. I believe in them that much. But if you are spending a majority of your money and effort and energy researching supplements and looking for the next big miracle, uh, you're wasting your time because real food is going to be the key, especially if you guys are trying to pack on like legit quality muscle, because it's the building blocks of everything you do. Um, the powders and the pills, they just, they can't combat it. It's a supplement to what you're currently doing. So at best, and I've said this before, your supplements make up maybe five to 10% of what you're, you know, truly getting done. And again, for you guys who are at the more advanced levels, five to 10% can be fucking huge, but it's not bigger than 90 or 95%, which is coming from the real food you eat. You need to eat more then you guys think you can. Um, I would, you know, ask my older, you know, training partners in the iron game back then, you know, how do you guys get bigger? And the answer 100 times over 100 times is you need to eat more. You know, you need to eat big to get big, if you will. So some of you guys are probably, you know, it sounds familiar to you, I'm sure. And I thought I was eating a lot, you know, in reality compared to how I used to eat. And I was, uh, but it wasn't nearly enough. And I was also using supplements 
you know, protein powders. I think back in the day it was like called Cytogainer um, by like Cytosport. Uh, we would do that. And it would just, it basically, you know, it would say it was 600 calories. Do I really know? I'm not sure. It would give you like this, you know, it would feel like you had a brick in your fucking stomach when you ate it. And it was, just wasn't ideal. Um, I was doing, you know, way too many of those things, but you know, I was, I was dumb. I was young. I was gullible, you know, in my you know early twenties, you know, aren't we all stupid when we're probably under the age of 25, some of us even under the age of 30 and, uh, some of us, it, it, uh, it never fails, but I was investing in that stuff as opposed to just real food. You would see, you know, your favorite back in the day, your favorite bodybuilder, your favorite fitness person in a magazine and like, well, so-and-so takes this powder or so-and-so takes that. Like, well, that must be how they got there. Little did you know, uh, there's so much shit layered in that behind the scenes, including drugs and other things from people. So it's like you're chasing this, you know, fantasy carrot that you can never get to. So the fix is you guys have to be tracking your food daily, um, especially like with the apps, how easy they are nowadays. Like my fitness pal is, a, is the simplest thing in the world. It's like Google for food if you don't use it. You guys need to know what your daily intake is. It's an absolute must if you're going to, you know, successfully start packing on real size. Otherwise, you guys will overestimate how much you eat daily, um, especially the hard gainers do this. Now, my people going for fat loss do the opposite. They actually underestimate the calories. But for my hard gainers out there, they're always like, well, I ate so much. I'm so full. Um, you're not eating as nearly as much as you think you are. And I know this because I did it for a long time. I would suggest you guys eating as much real whole foods as possible and using only the powders and replacement shakes when it's absolutely necessary. So the key, you guys, is to eat real food. I suggest eating high quality, you know, if you can afford it, organic, nutrient-dense foods that also have high, you know, caloric numbers when it comes down to it. So samples is like whole eggs, um, all the cuts of steak are great. Um, obviously throw things like chicken in there, the fattier fishes, I think salmon is dope. And then when you guys who, who really struggle because you don't have an appetite, you know, things like avocado are dense, coconut oil, obviously cooking your food in it, but even just putting two tablespoons of coconut oil in your mouth jacks your calories up about 400 cows right off the bat. Uh, nut butters are easy. I remember like we would do even stupid shit. Like I would eat like, you know, you know, two full, two cups of oatmeal, which is a, is a ton to eat at one time. And I would wash it down with like uh, orange juice and peanut butter. And I would pound that every single night just to try to put on the size. Now people are like, Oh, sounds like a rough problem. Like, well, it is if when you're constantly, you know, bloated and full and, and things aren't going your way, what little did I know I could have just been, you know, dumping in, you know, healthy quality fats, like, you know, simple things like coconut oil and would have jacked up my calorie total, you know, 10 times what it was. And I wouldn't have been as full. So I could have ate, you know, I guess, essentially more meals per day or more food in the meals I was eating. Also, you guys, I think things are great. Chia seeds, sweet potatoes, all your quality greens, the things like the quinoas, the rices are good. And obviously, you guys, as many greens as you can handle. Um, but even quality fruits, for sure, are not going to hurt you guys, especially when you're trying to pack on the size. And again, it's about meal, not just the frequency, but the but the the size of the meal, the the quantity matters as well. So when you guys are eating, you have to eat big um, all the time. And there's an old saying like when we used to you know, grow up reading the animal pack stuff uh, for my diehard people out there, they would have like this, uh, one of these posters they'd make. And it was like Frank McGrath and he's on the poster and he's eating. And the, the quote would be, if you're hungry, it's already too late. And so they would always say, you know, it's, it's more important, you know, or they said, if you had to prioritize, you know, miss a workout but don't miss a meal. I'd be an advocate of not missing either, but they would always put the emphasis on, you know, never miss the meal, you know, because it's more important for you at this point to just keep the size on. So if there's a gap in your nutrition, you guys, you can obviously throw the supplements in there and kind of, you know, make up the difference. Uh, but for all great bodies, uh, they're built on real nutrient dense, high quality foods. 
Uh, mine is no different. It took me a while to learn that. So hopefully you guys can kind of, you know, success hack that and do it a lot faster than I did. Uh, number two, when you guys are lifting, um, and I'll get into a podcast on my training schedule right now and, and what I'm doing and what I used to do and kind of the evolution of how my training went down maybe sometime next week. But for you guys out there, if you're looking to get bigger, I wouldn't waste my time on just the bodybuilding splits. Nothing against it. I love bodybuilding. I I grew up watching it, you know, Pumping Iron and Arnold. That's kind of my generation. The Jay Cutlers and Ronnie Coleman's. Like, I love that stuff. It's why, you know, I kind of got into it. And I I just, I've always been impressed by not, I mean, obviously there's a lot of drugs and a lot of shit involved in that. And I'm not, I'm not an advocate of that. I'm not a fan of it. But with that said, I know a lot of people also who take a shit ton of steroids and do a ton of drugs and they look like shit. So even with the drugs, there's a certain level of obviously, you know, a genetic makeup they have to have, but the level of dedication that they put into it is something to be admired. I think like any great athlete anything they do, because it is their entire life. It's 24-7, 365. They have to constantly be thinking about it. Um, and they give up a lot uh, to do that. And so to me, it was always impressive to see these physiques that were built. Um, and I'm more a fan of the old school stuff that's more, you know, I don't want to say realistic, but, you know, a guy like an Arnold is more aesthetically pleasing to me than some of the stuff I see nowadays. But that's just, hey, uh, I'm an old dude. Maybe that's just uh, how I roll. So, but my point being is you guys have to use compound movements um, as opposed to just the bodybuilding splits. And I'm talking about the big boy lifts for you guys, the ones that, you know, some of you guys might shy away from or, you know, you might not do as often when you start out training. And the reason is because they're fucking hard, man. It's tough. And they might scare some of you guys once the weights start to rise. Um, they also build, you know, the most mass and grow, you know, your power muscles more quickly. So for me, the most important lifts that you have to make mandatory in your training, and this goes for everybody, especially my people who are looking to, you know, build muscle and become stronger. You have to be deadlifting some variation. I'm not saying this has to be traditional. Um, there's a million ways you guys can deadlift. RDLs, landmines, you name it, trap bar, I'm a fan of it too. Um, anything that's putting the body under you know, a certain amount of stress. So you have to be deadlifting. You have to be doing squatting variations, you guys. And again, I'm not married to the back squat. In fact, I think if you're over six feet tall, you're never probably going to be a great back squatter. Some of you might be, um, but when you're playing the numbers, most of you won't be. So there's a million squat variations. Goblet squatting, split squatting, front squatting, hack squatting, any lunge variation I think is amazing. Uh, obviously, you can do a lot with just you know speed, tempo, and obviously load uh, in terms of squatting. But I think you guys should be squatting you know minimum you know twice a week, but some squat variation probably every single day, even if it's just body weight uh, for the mobility purposes alone. Uh, overhead pressing or like a vertical press, you guys have to be pressing. It can be dumbbells, barbells. I don't care what it is. That has to happen. Uh, some kind of bench press variation, uh, floor press, normal bench press, incline, decline. I think all those are great under load. And then I think you also have to like, uh, there's another uh, pull in there, um, whether that's you guys doing pull-ups. I think like, you know, uh, pushing loaded sleds or pulling loaded sleds is great. Farmer's walks, the big compound movements that's going to get the most bang for your buck. And again, the key is to have the muscles die, not aerobically have you guys die. So meaning like you're taking enough rest time in between sets to actually let your muscles fatigue and not the breathing. The worst thing you guys can do, especially when you're trying to put on sizes, you know, lifting in a hurry so quick to where you can't do the lift because aerobically it's crushing you and not the muscles actually fatiguing. And hopefully that makes sense when I'm saying that. So If I was to expand the list really quick and throwing a bunch of things in there, like again, I said, sled pushes, farmers carries, over, under, loaded lunges, all of those I'm a personal, you know, huge fan of. Uh, Even you guys, you know, aerobically, I don't think you have to do a ton of stuff. And I'm not saying don't do any, uh, but if you're going to do aerobic work, 
I'm a fan of a, of a handful of things. Uh, sprinting, if you can, I think is a great way. And again, not a ton of sprints, like legitimately maybe six in a session and you're good. I mean, you're, you're giving it, you know, 80 to 85% effort, I think is great. Sprinting is a great way to build lean muscle, uh, 100%. So again, you can't be afraid of that. Even things like the lower impact cardio, I think is great. Even just 10 minutes to maybe 15 minutes just to get a sweat going for heart health, I think is ideal. Um, on top of that, I would suggest, you know, following you know the big movements squat dead bench and press at least two to three times per week in your program and yes you can squat and deadlift two to three times per week you'll be fine in fact you'll actually be stronger and if you eat enough you're going to get bigger a lot quicker as long as you can come in with a plan prioritize it and execute it properly as you go and again i'm not saying you don't have to do other things you guys like hitting your calves or doing lateral raises because those movements do matter and they have their place however the base of your program should be focused on the big compound movements and doing that accessory work uh, definitely a distant second or on maybe like a quote-unquote off day or a lighter day kind of work on the details because those things are going to work themselves out but when you're building a base that's the key for example so again it's okay to have a bro day in there if you guys want to um, which consists of you know some biceps and just bench press and tricep work and, and all the accessory shit I'm cool with it and every now and again it's fun you should go in and bro days are, are fun for all of us we all like to have our arms you know get pumped up and get jacked it's fun but don't make that just the foundation of your training or you'll be sorry and you'll look drastically different and weaker and again it's oh it's easy for people who are and I want to say easy but it's, it's not as impressive to me when I see a guy and he's 170 pounds and he just has abs and he looks, you know, kind of like, you know, like, like a fitness model like he could be in a Gap commercial, you know, he has a little bit of a build and he has some abs, maybe a little bit of shoulders and, and slight chest, but nothing else. You know, he has no back thickness, he has no lats, he has no hamstrings, he has no quads, he doesn't, he doesn't have the power muscles and he looks different. He looks okay from the front, but he doesn't have the physique that's an overly impressive thing, which I think most of us are striving for. And that comes from doing the real shit, the tough stuff. When you see a guy who has a split in his hamstrings or any kind of quad development whatsoever, unless genetically he just got lucky, there's a certain amount of pain uh, and effort and energy that went into that, you know, probably for multiple years that they suffered through. And it's impressive to me. And that's what makes you strong. That's makes you powerful and actually lifting those lower body extremities actually increases the upper body strength and gives you not just the power but the look you guys are, are probably striving for and the third thing i'll leave you guys with really quick is you have to track your results um you just you, you can't be lazy with that you have to have a clear starting point and a vision or a goal if you will uh for the future and that makes all the difference in the world and that's not just for fitness that's for your entire fucking life and people will say that They'll say they have goals, they say they have these things, and they say they write them down, but very, very few people do. If you ever come to my office here, I have post-it notes all over my desk. I have multiple affirmations, sayings, and things with deadlines written down on our walls here because it helps me stay conscious and mindful of what I'm trying to do. Because life is so fast, I don't want to get so busy working in my life, I can't step back and work on my life and actually work towards my goals. Otherwise, we're just kind of in this, you know... We're, we're in a rat race and it's just, it, there's no point to it. So knowing your starting weight um, and having an ideal, you know, weight to reach or benchmark weights to reach, I think are important checkpoints to have along your ways to your goals. I would suggest you guys measuring things like probably your body fat, um, your weight, even the inches of your waist, your legs, your back, your chest, your arms, if you're looking for legit progress. All, above all else, again, the mirror um, is, is an amazing tool. And again, if you're realistic, if you have body dysmorphia and you're crazy like I used to be, don't, don't beat yourself up or just taking pictures. Uh, it doesn't have to be every day. I think the, you know, when we've had people here lose you know, like 100 pounds, 
had a lady take a picture every single day for, you know, 365 days. We put it on like a flip book video and it's actually pretty fucking cool. So that's a neat thing to have, or at least weekly, or at least every two weeks or every month, you're taking a photo and you're comparing this side by side because that's the real thing or how your clothes fit as well, because that tells the real story. You'll be able to see the changes in the mirror and how you wear your clothes week by week. And at the end of the day, nobody knows what you guys weigh anyways, or what your body fat is, but they know how you look and you know how you look and you know how you move and you know how you feel and how you carry yourself both inside and outside of the gym. Same thing goes for your lifts. If all you care about is strength, I would suggest, you know, you know, jotting down the weights are for the big four, your bench or squat, your deadlift, overhead press to see where you're starting at. And again, I'm not trying to be the strongest guy on the planet. Um, and I'm sure most of you guys aren't either. And there's a difference between, you know, strength, just strength training and trying to train to look and put on muscle. Now they can be married and there's a marriage somewhere in between, but like the real stuff of how I'm going to look a certain way or just be strong, those are two different goals. So you have to be, you know, crystal clear on what you're trying to do. And if you want to kind of go the power building route and do both, you for surely can, but you have to be conscious of that and you have to execute a program to actually get you guys there. So again, like I said, um, I'm not trying to be the strongest dude ever, but I'll admit it's pretty cool when you guys start pulling, you know, you know, 400, 500, 600 pounds off the floor deadlifting, if that's your thing. Is that required to build, you know, big hamstrings and be, you know, muscular? For surely it's not. You can do a lot more with a lot less once you start to understand how you control, control tempo, volume, and the speed of things when you guys are training. So again, just really basic stuff. Most of the things you guys know, but that's what I would focus on. Again, you have to eat big to get big. You just do. You have to make sure you're eating the right things along the way. I would focus on the big compound lifts, squatting or deadlifting at least two to three times per week. And yes, that is 100% safe. And then tracking everything you do just to see where you're at um, in terms of what your goals are. If the goals are to look a certain way or the goals are to be strong or somewhere in between or a marriage between the two. So Hopefully this helps you guys as you're starting out to get, you know, getting serious about, you know, putting on size, um, especially for those of you who have struggled with it probably for months or maybe even for years. And I'll say it again, I was once exactly where you guys were, um, but when I started kind of integrating these tips above and making them rituals in my training, my gains accelerated drastically faster than they ever had before. And so I know if you guys are driven and focused, it can do the same for you. Just It just takes time, effort, energy, and especially for you guys out there who are younger than probably the age 25. Just be patient. Odds are, you know, if your life goes cool, you're going to live a long, you know, really healthy, awesome life. And if you put in the work from ages, you know, 23 to 27 and just dedicate it and and don't change lanes and don't be half pregnant. Don't be like, well, I want to be big and I want to be shredded at the same time. I'm not saying you can't do that, but there's going to have to be probably a time in there where you're going to be a little bit fatter or a little bit softer than you want to be. It's just part of the process. It's like, you know, everybody wants to be a senior, but you have to go through ninth, 10th grade and 11th grade before you can get to 12th grade. It's the same thing with the training and the fitness. Just be patient, my guys, especially when you're younger, you just don't have the muscle maturity yet. You haven't put enough hours into training to look a certain way. Now, some of your friends might genetically, you know, have that quicker than you and that's okay, but you're going to win in the long run if you just stay consistent. And that's the key. It's not, you can't take, you know, a week off. You can't take four weeks off, five weeks off, six weeks off. You can't take a month off. You just have to keep moving and you have to probably, you know, the younger you guys start, uh, the better off it is for you, for the your friends who started lifting when they're, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, they're going to have a, a jump head start on you. If you're starting at 26 and you can't really, you know, make up that age range training, you can still look like a rock star, but just understand everybody's starting on a different base on the journey, whether you start on a first base, second base, third base. You can eventually all get to home. It's just going to take consistent effort, energy, and a little bit of patience of doing the right stuff and finding out what works for you exactly. But for me, a skinny fat guy, naturally, this helped me go from, you know, 165 pounds 
to, as I talked to you guys today, 220 pounds. And I would say, you know, probably one of the leaner humans you guys ever meet, you know, 365 days per year, which what I would call, you know, pretty good strength overall. And uh, I'm able to kind of do everything. And this is not a brag on me, but you know, I can easily pick up, you know, 500 pounds on a deadlift. I can easily do 20 pull-ups. I can run a mile in about five minutes, 45 seconds. I can dunk a basketball. There's a lot of shit I can do um, still at this age. So to me, training like an athlete was always, you know, kind of part of the focus. But again, you know, vanity wise, I wanted to look a certain way. And so um, it took me a long time to do it. But I think if you guys integrate these tips faster than I did, um, you can get there a lot quicker. If, you, if you're really willing to put in the work um, and put in the effort. So any other questions or things you guys want to hear in the podcast, hit me up, let me know. I'm happy to record them if I can speak on them. We have a ton of stuff in the queue and I'll be bringing on a couple other uh, fun guests here when my travel schedule actually dies down. But uh, if you guys are on iTunes, drop us a five star, leave us a comment. I'd love to hear it. And uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.